This is the Ask the Vet podcast series from Solar Power World. Welcome to another edition of Ask a Vet. I'm Kathy Zitt, Managing Editor of Solar Power World, and as I explained in our last podcast, I'm super excited to launch this new series and just kind of get to know people who have been in solar for a decade or more. So if you missed our first edition, we interviewed Brandon Nagel of Borrego, so make sure to check that out. But today I'm looking forward to speaking with Anthony Conklin, SolarLog's new company president for its U.S. headquarters. So welcome, Anthony, and congrats on your new position. Thanks, Kathy. Happy to be here. So I also know that you're kind of freshly back from the Solar Asset Management and Performance Conference in San Diego. So maybe you can just start off by kind of telling us how it was. I thought the show was great, specifically because sometimes these smaller shows have a a tendency to be more intimate. You have opportunities to collaborate more with speakers and some of the attendees. I think there were about 150 to 170 attendees at the show. Uh, We had opportunities to speak, uh, also speak at the tables. And they had something pretty unique that I I think other uh, other shows should uh, use as a model. They had what they call a speed dating opportunity. Well, we would call them speed, speed networking. They basically set up two circles, one outside and one inside circle, and you had a few minutes to introduce yourself to the person across from you. I think it was about two or three minutes, and then you got up and you, you rotated the circle, and I participated in that, and I, I have to tell you, I think my, my networking uh, success rate jumped about 75% doing that speed networking. That's so, it was so efficient. Very, exciting. very cool. I think that's great. Yeah, it was What were really quick, just maybe like some really key topics or issues that were discussed there? The one theme that I heard throughout the two days that we were there was the need to monitor your assets. O&M organizations are popping up left and right, and asset owners and developers are really starting to, you know, playing, I call the long game. A lot of people think in terms of solar as the short game. You, you know, you buy the asset, you build it, you sell it, or you, you keep it for the tax period of five years. People are thinking beyond that, and these O&M companies are, are literally popping up left and right saying, hey, we can help you maintain your asset, not not just for the five or 10 years, but for the 25 plus years that the system is supposed to produce for you. I found that to be quite startling, actually, something that the industry has been needing for a number of years. And we're happy to see that it's, uh, it's found its roots and it's, it's growing pretty quickly. That's great. Definitely important stuff. So maybe moving on to Solar Log, can you tell us a little bit about what Solar Log offers solar contractors and then maybe some of the things that you're going to be involved with or, or working towards in your new position? Sure. A lot of people may not understand SolarLog as a company, so let me, let me put it out there really, really clearly to the industry. Uh, according to GTM, SolarLog is the largest advanced PV monitoring system on the planet. So just to give you a couple data points, we monitor more than 255,000 plants across 96 countries. We're helping support more than a million connected inverters, and we are what they call an independent, an inverter-independent advanced PV monitoring system. So whether you're working with a Fronius or an SMA or some of these microinverter companies, we're able to basically take all the information that's coming off those inverters and putting them into one cohesive online portal. Got it. And okay. The, the interesting thing, thing about that is that there are a lot of companies that are looking at inverters as a way to give you their data. The need to have a third party to basically grab that data and put it together in a, in a format 
that you can actually understand what your PD system is doing and maybe what your PD system is not doing is becoming much, much more critical. And that's where SolarLog really tips the scales. Because I know that the inverter providers also usually have their own kind of monitoring, but that's really interesting how your offering can really kind of take it to the next level. Yeah, and that's correct. I think what's happening is inverter companies are in the inverter business, right? Module manufacturers are in the module business. You know, we're in the monitoring business. So we're right now we're compatible with more than 100 different inverter manufacturers. What we offer and what installers are asking us for is, hey, listen, we're using this new XYZ inverter and they're offering us a basic monitoring platform. Have you come across this situation? So if, if I need to call my my counterpart in China or my counterpart in India or even in, in Spain. I Literally, I'm looking at an email I got from my counterpart in Switzerland who had a, a similar situation. We can tap into that vast knowledge base and be able to address the installer's question you know, pretty quickly, within probably within 24 hours. I spend most of my time on the road. Uh, I'm on the road two and a half, sometimes three days a week. I spend a lot of time with my sales leader in California. I'll be visiting with uh, my East Coast sales director next week. We'll be heading up to the PV conference it's in Boston. So we'll be spending some time together. Spent a lot of time with our production product management team. Spent a lot of time with our customer service and support team. You got your hands full. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Turning the conversation a little bit more on your experience, I, I know you're new to solar log, but how long have you been in the solar industry? Well, I started in solar mid-2007 with a company called Mercury Solar Systems. And when I look back then, it was one of the early pioneers in what they called the solar installer business before they even named it the EPC industry. So it's basically, I was employee number seven, and the company was started by a gentleman by the name of Jared Haynes. He's been in the industry for a little bit longer than myself. He hired me from a prior company that we worked together and says, hey, I want you to help build this thing called solar. And at the time, admittingly, I didn't know too much about it. I think I could spell it. And I knew that I had to do something with something great for the environment. Right. And then I guess the, the, re the rest really took off from there. I, I spent about five and a half years with Mercury Solar. We took the company from zero to 85 million. It was acquired. And then I went out to a, uh, a small developer, helped them build their uh, sales team from zero to 15 people built a multi-million dollar business across the U.S., uh, decided to get into the finance side of the industry a couple of years ago with a company called Entropy Solar Integrators, which was owned by a, a large hedge fund, dipped my feet into the finance world and the acquisition world and the arbitrage business. I believe it's 100 days now. I've been in this position for 100 days, like our new president. <laughs> so 100 days ago, I was tapped to take on the task of really building the brand and help scale the business and really you know, deploy all the great things that we do across the United States. That's great. And you obviously have great background and, and skill sets for this position. And one of those skill sets I, I noticed reading your LinkedIn and a little bit more about you is that you don't mind being in front of people. I see that you've provided DJ services, you've been an MC, you, you've <laughs> even been an auctioneer, you're a motivational speaker. So what motivates you to do that, to get up in front of people, whether it's in solar or not? That's a great question. I, I, I believe that everybody has a story to tell. And if you go back to all of the great orators of the world, whether they be presidents or whether it be notables in history, everybody is able to communicate successfully through telling stories. And I've always had this desire to tell a story. A lot of it had to do with my own personal experience. I've been through some interesting ups and downs in my life, and I use that 
as leverage to make myself better. If, if you can't tell a really good story, it doesn't matter how smart you are. I mean, Steve Jobs knew how to tell a really great story. Warren Buffett knows how to tell a really great story. I mean, think about some of these sales trainers and some of these other speakers, you know, Tony Robbins, who I admire greatly. He's, he knows how to tell great stories. So leaders know how to tell really great stories to inspire people to make changes in their life so they could be better for themselves and not just be better for themselves, but also better for the people around them, such as their coworkers, the company they work for, and, and of course, their spouses and their family and their community. It's all about telling a really great story. And I'm not shy about that. It's my passion. Put it plainly, it's really my passion. That definitely res- resonates with me as a, a journalist. You know, when I was in school, I didn't necessarily know that I would be in the solar industry, but it does go back to just being able to ask the right questions and then tell the story about, you know, what you've learned. And so that's a a very good aspect to bring into the solar business as well. Going back into solar again, you've worked in all solar sectors, a residential, commercial, and utility. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So, I mean, I could ask you a million questions just from that, but what perspective can (laughs) can you share just having worked in all three? I think all of them are very exciting sectors, but it really depends on your personality. So let's take residential. You know, residential is a, it's a very personal business, at least from my experience. When I went out and sold my first 2.7 kilowatt system to a homeowner in Westchester County, I mean, I spent hours with this homeowner and letting them know the benefits and the value that they would get out of owning a solar system and the, and the impact of the environment. And it, it becomes very, very personal. Commercial building owners are all about the tax incentives. One of the gentlemen that used to work for me, his name is George. We used to have this running joke about the tax incentives. Well, who do you want to write the check to? Do you want to write the check to yourself or do you want to write the check to Uncle Sam? Because you have to write the check anyway. So it becomes a little bit more about financing. Mm-hmm. And on the utility side, it's, all, it's really all about unlevered IRR. It's all about big time investment, longer sales cycles. And, and that might be you know, that might be cut out for, for certain people. I think for me, I've had the blessing and the opportunity to work in all sectors. And I just think each sector has its place. Looking back on in the industry in the last 10 years, I still think all sectors uh, have great opportunities to continue to scale. But again, it goes back to you know, what I had mentioned before is telling a great story, sharing a great story, whether you're sharing a story with a, with a developer on the utility side or the commercial side, or you're sharing a great story with a homeowner. It's all about telling that story. And I like what you said about personality, too. Like, your personality really does relate to what side of the business maybe you'd be best in. So that was an interesting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I see that in addition to, you know, motivating, and you also have valuable experience in mentoring. So what kind of mentorship roles have you been in? And why was that important to you? Well, let's, let's look, look at the career I've been in. So in the last, you know, 20, almost 25 years I've been in the industry, I basically look at all the things that have happened to me. And I look at all my failures. You know, a lot of people like to look at their successes. I like to look at my failures because my failures have given me an opportunity to learn from that. And then if I can learn it, I can share it with someone else. So sharing your experiences and sharing your, your failures with someone and letting them know that, Hey, you're not the only one that's been through that. Let me tell you how I solved it. So I used my stories and my failures and, you know, my trials and tribulations in life as sort of as a mentor program. So I took a lot of my personal experiences and my failures I've had, and we've all had them. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes to admit them, but we all had failures. Yeah, it's hard. And when you, take those fa- when you take those failures and you kind of flip it on its head and show people, here's how you can learn from a failure, and you can turn it into a, into a success. And I found with a lot of young folks 
getting into the sales industry. Uh, I found this with new sales leaders because sometimes when you cross over from being a, I call a break down the door and hammer the phone salesperson to becoming a leader, you know, you have to change your perspective and your, and your, your ability to ask more powerful, more, I call deep penetrating questions has to be more important when you're a leader. I, I like to mentor millennial sales executives. I like to uh, mentor some of the millennial sales leaders in the industry. And I've been very fortunate enough to interview people like Tony Robbins, Les Brown, some of these other motivational speakers. I've had the opportunity to work with the New York Knicks and the New York Yankees and work with some of the players and giving them some of my mentorship, some of my experiences. So I've been able to mentor you know, professional basketball players and coaches you know, right on through sales leaders and sales execs. I, I don't want people to be overwhelmed by this big word mentorship. It's you can do it. You know, Kathy, you can do it. I can do it. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. All it is is taking your experiences and showing people, hey, listen, this is how I learned from it. You might want to take a look at some of the things that I learned from and apply it to your life. And that's what true mentorship is about. It's about being an example. And I'm like that for my kids. Actually, that's exactly what I was going to ask about next. I, I, read, that you, <laughs> I read that you have four boys. Yes, Holy I'm moly. very blessed to have four very healthy, <laughs> four very healthy boys. Uh, my oldest is 25, 23. Uh, my 20-year-old is at his, his third year at Quinnipiac University, just came back from Asia on a business tour for school. And I have a 16-year-old son who's probably going to give me more gray hair than all three <laughs> of my others put together. But they're great. They're, they're great. I'm, I'm, I'm the luckiest dad on the planet. That's awesome. At least you made it through the younger years. I, I come yeah. from a family of two girls. I have a younger sister that's three years younger than me. And, you know, we had fun, but it was relatively quiet in our household. And so I can't imagine, you know, all the all the ruckus that four boys probably cause. <laughs> the volume is fairly high. That's all I can tell you. The yeah. volume is fairly turned up. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, they are kind of grown up now, but it seems like you've been an extremely busy guy for years. So how did you balance everything, personal life and spending time with your family? I think like that everybody's really struggling with that. Americans work very hard. So how do you kind of balance that work-home relationship? That's a great question. I've been asked this question before, and it's difficult to balance business and your personal life. You have to have what I call whole life balance. Mm-hmm. So you have to integrate your, your business life and your personal life into one complete life. You know, there's an amazing book that I read called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. I would suggest that some of the listeners pick up that book. I, I learned a great deal about it. And he talks a lot about whole life balance. When you, when you find yourself on the road three weeks out of the month, and there are times when uh, my early years, I, I travel across the planet. I come back, my kids have more teeth and more hair. Yeah. I thought to myself, wait a minute, hold, hold on a second. I need to, I need to slow down a bit. So I, what I've been able to do, and I'm, I'm fairly successful at it, but I do fall off balance every once in a while, is I mark out certain times and days I know I'm not going to travel. I mark out certain times that I know I'm going to be with my kids. I mark, I mark out certain times I know I'm going to be with my family. And I, I've been able to stick to that schedule. You know, saying no is a little bit better than always saying yes all the time because if you say yes and you mess up, then you're going to lose credibility. So you've let people know this is not a good time, but I can have time for you this time. It works much better. So that's given me the balance and quite frankly, the sanity that I need to go with the speed that I'm going at. You must be a very good organizer. Are you, are you a, a Google calendar kind of guy or how do you, how do you organize all that? <laughs> I'll be very frank with you. I, I have people around me who help me to be organized. I'm, I'm organized to a degree, but I do need people around me. I'm thankful and grateful that I have people in my office that keep me on point. My head of operations, my marketing folks, 
The staff, you know, help keep me on task because they all need me uh, at certain points throughout the day or throughout the week. My wife and I, we're on the same page. We work together. They say a couple that works together is successful together. Yeah. So we, we find a way to, to, to balance it out. But I, I'm not the most organized person, but I find a way to balance it, the whole life balance, by surrounding myself with people who are organized. You know, I just want to add this one point. I think it's interesting. You know, the one thing I've, I've learned as I've grown into, into my new position here is, you know, you're a product of the five people you spend time with. If you think about the five people you spend time with in your work life and your business life, you'll become a part of that. So I've found a way to really surround myself with people who are like-minded, like myself, people who are aspiring, who are growing, who are expanding, who want to do more, not only for their family and their career, but also do more for the community. And I, I feel like when I've cut certain people out of my life and I've eliminated them, not because they're bad people, it's just they're not, they're not in the same place as I am now and where I'm going. That's been a very, very helpful thing for me. That's true. This is a little cheesy, but you know how there's that saying, life's a garden, dig it. I always like to say, life's a garden, (laughs) weed it. Because you're right. Weed it, that's right. There are people that maybe just aren't the best in your life. You know, they're slowing you down or or you're just not not on the same page about how you want to, you know, live your life. And so filling it with people that are that are good when you get those weeds out can really make a difference. So I just wanted to throw in my, my clever little phrase here. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And, and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, well, this has been great speaking with you, Anthony. I really appreciated it. You're so interesting. I really appreciate you. you being here. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so very, very much. This has been another edition of Ask a Vet. Join us each month as I, editor Kathy Zip, bring you the unique perspectives and insights of those who have spent more than a decade in solar. Thanks for listening to the Solar Power World podcast. Join us online for more podcasts, videos, and great editorial content at solarpowerworldonline.com. And don't forget to share your thoughts on social media. Catch you next month.